And good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. We're recording this quickly this morning to get this out. Got this, things to do today. This has yeah, been a busy, busy week, and we recorded uh, an interview last week, and now you're listening to this and you're saying, why didn't it get released first thing Monday morning? Well, because Trista was not available last week. She was, it was a busy week. She was emotionally unavailable. <laughs> I was unavailable in a lot of ways. And so she came back. But what we're going to do today is here, we're going to introduce Elon Shrulevich. I don't know, but I met him for this interview. And y'all had a good conversation. A good long conversation. Fascinating. And we're going to introduce you to his company. It was kind of interesting. Interesting interview. I mean, the guy comes from a family whose father... Uh, all his family, all his father's family was killed during the Holocaust. His mother was a Jewish Iraqi woman who had to flee Iraq. Okay, very interesting. Now, we don't go deep into that story, but it's in there. And how he became a citizen of the United States of America and things like that. Also, we're going to be talking about his very unique company and their perspective. You're going to like this interview. So stay with us. It's going to start in just a moment and we'll have a message right after our interview this week. Hello and welcome to Explicitly Us. Whether you're young, old, single or married, this podcast is for you. Lighthearted, family friendly and full of laughs. It is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So get on the treadmill or get another slice of cake, but just get ready because here they are. Live at the time of this recording, all the way from Table 19, your Pizzas Ready studio, here are your hosts, Andy and Trista. Elon, have you ever seen the movie That Thing You Do? Yeah, years ago, I saw it. Do you remember that line? Table 19, your Pizzas Ready. <laughs> you got That's like one of the best, it's a stupid line, but it's one of the best lines in the movie. It's just Lenny's up there singing into his microphone at, uh, Filippianos, Filippianos, the, the Italian restaurant, and he says, "Table nineteen, your peach is ready." So that's that's where we get that from. We're we're not very serious around here. It's great to have Elon with us, um, Shrulovitz, Shrulovitz. Man, I'm I'm, I'm going to butcher it all night long. It's great to have you with us, and uh, I hope and I expect this is going to be a great podcast. I'm so excited about it. There's somebody listening today that introduced your company to me and I'm going to share that with you and with everybody else because I've only known about your company which we're not going to reveal yet I've only known about your company for four weeks maybe four weeks and that's how quick I am with making decisions <laughs> I mean it, when, when, I, when there's something I like I like it you know well I'm, I'm patriotic and that's why you're on here I'll be honest if you weren't on here it wouldn't, if you weren't patriotic it wouldn't be fun and you wouldn't be on explicitly us but we're very patriotic my wife and I She's sitting down across the way from me right now. And, um, you know, my cousin, David Beeman, that's my cousin's name. He, he, he likes watches. And he sent me uh, a link to one of your videos. And now I don't remember which video it was because I've seen all of them and I've gotten them all mixed up. But it was a, it was a very patriotic video that was just, which, whichever one it was, at the end of it, it said Agard Watches or Agard. Brought to you by Agard, basically. And I'm looking at that like, this is this is strange. Watch companies aren't patriotic. Watch company owners 
aren't Patreon. And every once in a while, you get that brand. You know, you got the pillow guy, right? Mm-hmm. You got Goya. You got some of these brands out there that are that are very patriotic. But you're pro police. You're pro family. You're pro uh, military. Uh, you're pro freedom, which is huge right now. Uh, I saw that video, and I'm like, I got to look at this this guy's watches. I have to see what he's putting out there, and if it's halfway good, I have to support this thing. And so I went and looked at your watches. I like them. I'm not gonna. Now you're a young brand, right? How how yeah. long have you been making watches? About ten years now. Nine ten years. All right. So this is again. This is Elon. He makes Egard watches. E G A R D. Egard. Am I saying it right? Yeah, Agard. Yeah, Agard. All right. So Agard, the the word Agard, all I could find because I, I I looked, I tried to research you as much as I could before you come on, and all I could find was French for respect, but not on your website. That's what it means in French. Does that have anything to do with the name? Yeah. So I founded the the brand for my father. There's a whole backstory there, and Agard, like the real traditional meaning of Agard, means in consideration of or in respect of. Okay. So like, so it, it's yeah, it's not respect in the traditional sense. It means in consideration of a person or in respect of a person. So because I founded the brand as a tribute uh, for my father, uh, I thought that was a really fitting name. And we both speak French as one of our languages. Oh, so. Okay, okay. So it, and is it? A, I already asked this, but it's a French word that you got that from. It is French. It's not a derivative. It of is French. French. Okay. Um. So your you got your heads on, mom. I'm talking to Trista here. She, this, this is my wife, Trista. Is my mic on? Yeah, your mic is on. You're good to go. Uh, uh, Elon, Trista, Trista, Elon. Hello. She's over here Hello, eating Trista. junior. <laughs> she's over here eating junior mints. I'm snacking. So. Oh man, if I start having one junior mint, I'm eating the oh, entire pack. The whole box. You can't stop. It <laughs> yeah, says like three and a half that. servings, and I'm like, there's no, no way. She does it. I know. I, that's. I hate that. <laughs> I hate how it's like one box, but it's three and a half. Yeah. I, I think it's where judgmental people get off. I mean, really, they they get the, they get to say, you know, it's a bunch of skinny people making those mm-hmm. on the back of the boxes. So but my wife uh, is going to be listening in if she has anything to say or question. She will. But uh, so back to your father in, in this watch company, the year was. When you started the company, uh, maybe it started it in 2011. I think we launched 2012 was the year that I kind of launched the brand i saw the video i don't know if it was the original like when you presented it to him and i didn't really see which watch it is so the two questions that i have right off the bat is was that your first watch the very first watch you gave him that was obviously your first production and what watch was that is that on your website is it one of the watches there's a variation of it it's the the shade the original shade okay uh the first design, yeah, the first watch I made for him. And then now we have the Shade V2. It's a little thinner. Uh, it has some differences. It's not 20 ATM, meaning it's not as water resistant, and that's how we got it thinner. There were some compromises to make it a um, little bit more dress-oriented, uh, whereas the original one was a little kind of beefier. Why, why watches? Why was that? I mean, if my son wants to honor me, a car would be pretty nice. You know, why watches? What does it have to do with your relationship with your father? Well, I think number one, I have like a, an obsession with time. That video you may have watched where I talk about when I was a kid. And did you see that one where he comes in the room? So yes. I've always kind of been a little bit obsessed with uh, my own kind of limited, uh, limitedness by just the nature of being a human being and kind of how I know one day 
when I was a young kid, I realized my father would grow old and I was so attached to him or my mother, everyone I loved would grow old eventually. And so there was this kind of idea of kind of like fighting against time. And then there's actually a quote I wrote on the website uh, that kind of captures it, but it has to do with this notion that how so many, you know, people seek to defeat time. And then kind of in that, I just happened to decide to measure it. And so a watch was a nice way of, you can, you aren't realistically going to pass a car down generation after generation. Exactly. Right. You're also, you also get out of your car. You don't spend most of your day in your car, but a watch is like the, one of the things you put on in the morning, if you don't sleep with it and you look at it and it reminds you of where it came from. It reminds you that I I like manual wind watches a lot for that reason too, because when you wind it, it's almost meditative and you're kind of forced as you're doing it to think of the person who gave it to you or the memory of the watch. So watches are kind of carried with you throughout your entire life. I thought it was a really unique way to kind of mark moments and he could have it forever. Now in, in somewhere I read or heard you say something about you, you wanted to honor your father and you wanted to show respect to him and and show appreciation and for some way he helped you in your life. Now, are you talking just being your father or was there a specific instance where he came above and beyond to the rescue that you felt was the reason multiple times above and beyond i don't think i'd be here today without my father okay obviously kind of just go ahead no he just uh he never uh he never gave up on me uh in times where uh, you know i was a bit of a rough kid in my teenage years um he stood by me he was like the one person who really was like no i know he's gonna come around i just know my son i know he'll come around and then years later I got an autoimmune disease. It was a really rough time in my life. And uh, it's hard to explain, but when you're chronically ill and then there were all these doctors telling me this is wrong, you're, you're going to have this problem, this is wrong, you might not ever be walking again, all these kind of things. And I was such severe pain all the time. You know, you can handle that for, you know, three months, a year, two years, three years. It starts just co- like really compounding itself, the chronic issues. And so you get into a dark place. If you don't have a support system, someone like my dad who was there for me, uh, I don't know what I would have done. So it really made a huge difference having someone who was just unwilling and unwavering in, in their support for me as a, just as like an actual human yeah. with empathy. Oh, judgment. yeah. And it's great that it's coming from your father. Um, obviously, we'll talk about your mother in a minute, but um, you have a, another video uh, on your YouTube channel, uh, which if you want to look up his YouTube channel, um, I it's probably Eggard Watches YouTube, right? I don't. Is that the name of the channel? Yeah, I think it's Eggard Watches or Eggard Watch Co., the YouTube channel. But if you type yeah. in Eggard Watches, uh, you'll find something by us. And then you can yeah. click on that and see all that. We have playlists on bunch that. A like bunch of videos. All of them are good. Um, again, pro pro everything good. Uh, but in there, uh, you'll find that tribute to your to his father and things like that. Now, about your mother, um, how's your relationship with her and in the family and things like that? Is there is there a watch in her future? <laughs> I made a watch for her. Did yeah. you? Good. I actually bought her a watch before all of this years yeah. ago. A, uh, I bought her a purse and a coach watch, which is, okay. you know, she just liked it. So I bought it for her. Sure. And um, I, yeah, my mother and I have a very close relationship. We're, we're more similar in nature than my father and I. Mm-hmm. We're kind of more passionate. And there's a whole reason for this. And there's a whole backstory. My, they both had kind of traumatic upbringings, my mother and my father. But there's a fundamental difference between them. My father lost all his family in the Holocaust. So he was alone. He had oh his parents. But it was a very kind of unique relationship of, of working from such a young age and kind of being alone. Whereas my mother, she had a very hard upbringing, too. She was in Iraq 
as a Jewish woman. Oh, wow. And then she had to escape Iraq. And, uh, and so it kind of shifted uh, everything for her in the same way as for him. But the difference was she had family. She had brothers around and she had, so she grew up with a support system. So there's a fundamental difference kind of in how they treat things and how they show affection and how they are. So my mother and me are far more similar. Uh, we're far more affectionate. We're far more heated when we get into arguments and all that. So they both escaped and, and immigrated to the States, right? No. Well, actually, it's interesting. So, yeah, they were in the United States very briefly, and then they ended up in Canada. Okay. I ended up getting American citizenship. My father's brilliant. Ends okay. up in Johns Hopkins doing research uh, over there. And so I was born in, in Johns Hopkins, okay. in Baltimore. That's yeah. why you're so smart. Right. That's why you're making watches. <laughs> yeah, right. I got it from the university that's where I was right. born. That's where you're born. I started sucking up the information. <laughs> right away. Right away. Man, that's an amazing story. I didn't know that much about you. I'm so glad you shared that. And obviously, um, the Jewish people that did come to the United States, and I've had the opportunity to meet some that did come through that at, in a very old age, and they love this country. And obviously, I see that through your company, and I see that um, in in how you're very, I just want to say patriotic, because I love that word, and, and um, that that is what you are. So besides what your family came through, I mean, you just told me a little while ago, we'll, we'll, and I'll ask you about you moving from California to Florida, but why are you, why are you so patriotic? Well, I mean, what did this country ever do to you? You know what? It's weird when you're like, hey, man, this guy's like, pro police, he's pro freedom, pro, uh, like I'm, I'm pro religion. I'm pro, you know, like things that are fun, fundamental American ideals or foundational American ideals. They're, they're not things that I consider unique in any way, shape or form. Right. It's weird that we exist in a time where so many people find what I believe in controversial. I got, I got a bunch of hate today, uh, from people for, uh, especially the police one, man, that one really kind of people really have an extreme response to anything even remotely close to humanizing toward police to such an extreme degree that they accuse me uh, of being a racist white supremacist, which is probably the hardest thing you right. could label someone whose family was right. really killed by that mentality. And they don't care. They'll just still no. wing it. They'll still go with it. And like, they have no empathy whatsoever. It's just interesting. So when someone asks me, why am I this way? It's like, I, I know what it's like to not have these things. I know what the, the importance of freedom, uh, the importance of supporting these ideals uh, is all I have. Uh, it's all any, any of us have. And it seems like there's been a narrative that's kind of pulled away from uh, what we're really about. And it has not only pulled away from it, has inverted it. I talk about like, it's an inversion of absolute truth, right? So everything is, is morally ambiguous nowadays. Everything is, you can question anything yeah. and everything. Everything's subjective, right? Subjective. Whatever There's, your morality is, whatever you want it to be, nobody's wrong. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've, we've gone to such a degree that I think people are actually, they're not only trying to make it subjective, they're really trying to invert it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so on every major subject, it's the opposite being proposed of what used to be the absolute truth, what used to be accepted. It's right. like we're going to challenge that to the hardest degree we can. And people are just buying it and scared to speak up. And so uh, I always had the nature like I'm never you want to challenge me to not speak up. That's not going to work. Yeah, I'm going to speak. You I'm know, gonna stand by this country like it, it, it did a lot for 
a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned that your your mother comes from a Christian background. I, we didn't get into faith at all with you really at the start, but you know the Bible even says that in the last days good's going to be called bad and bad's going to be called good. Like literally mm-hmm. it's going to be inverted like you were saying. So it's amazing the Bible's right again, you know. Uh but There's a lot of biblical stuff going on. Today. Oh yeah. Like if you look at like a lot of the stuff uh and it's kind of scary in that sense, mm-hmm. right? But a, a lot of the things that we see happening today are referenced as like this will occur and so it will. I, mean, I know you don't want to get no no it's fine i don't care we're very open um you know uh with with the end times and stuff like that that's a long conversation and all i tell people because i am i am a pastor so you know people do ask for advice on is this the end of the times and is this when the antichrist is going to be set up and all these things that are very scary you know i say i I don't think that these things that they're trying to implement with mandatory vaccinations and getting a, you know, an ID card that's going to let you in and out. And, you know, where we're at, it just got past this past week that you have to have this to get into a store. I mean, so like we we were kind of freaking out, like we're not going to be able to buy food if we don't have this. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know that it's 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 that mark yet. But what I do think is we're, they're always the world's always trying the systems that are going to birth that philosophy and that mentality mm-hmm. of we need to make the whole world safe. And so, you know, let's I, I got to get back on watches. I will. We'll talk well, about I, the I Bible. I want to say something on sure, that. Go ahead. So the biggest the biggest perversion of our current time outside of religion mm-hmm. is that. Every virtue historically that has created great societies has been the antithesis of safety. You look at qualities like courage, fortitude, strength. These are things that go in opposition to safety. What have we done? We've taken all of those and we've shoved them aside and we said, no, safety, only in the sense of also like an odd form of safety, because it's not really safety for people who are stuck in a home in an abusive relationship. Exactly. It's not safety for people who have cancer and can't go get tested. You know what I mean? Because they're not being screened properly. It's not safety for people who are alcoholics who need to go to AA and they've shut down their meetings, but they've opened up alcohol stores. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so it's not real safety, but it's this ideology of like safety that is imposed on people now. And it's, it's a form of group thing. I, you're right. The religious aspect end times things. I don't even dive into that personally uh, because I just think it's, there's no, if it is, it is, if it's not, it's not, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, I'm going to live what I do what I There's definitely more things to concentrate on that are more beneficial on spreading the love of Jesus Christ and the gospel of Jesus Christ that we need to be concentrating on that. And and so I'm with you in that I don't spend a lot of time on it as well besides teaching it. So all that to say, I'm, I'm so excited about how you support our military, men and women and the police and all that. I'm sorry for all the things that you have gone through. Okay. So what is in the future of Edgard watches? I, I'll be honest. I was looking at your watches, and I'm a, I was a little bit upset that Why? the tourbillons were all out. <laughs> now they sold out quick. They did, and it's it is a really cool looking watch. And I'll be completely honest; it's not going to be bought by me anytime soon. All right, but I was still, even though I couldn't afford it, I was like, man, I wish that one was still available because I was like, I would have thought about it but it's, it's it's too cool you have some really nice watches now where do you source your your inventory from um because you're not an in-house uh uh maker but yet you 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 adapt them in-house and you do some modifications in-house but where do your um calibers come from so it's all over i mean there there aren't uh, any real micro brands that i know of that 
do full work in-house. So we source uh, literally from uh, so Swiss tech, STP, Swiss Technology Partners. We uh, source from Seiko, Miota. Uh, we also work with a company out of Hong Kong and then bring those. They're called Ebosch Movements. We bring them to um, the United States and we work on them. So just a whole mishmash depending on the price point we want to hit like so and the complications and everything going on with the watch so it's, it's a real for kind of mishmash for a stuff. new company my my two cents not that you asked but uh i think you're in the right price point for what you're making right now and mm-hmm. i look forward to watching your watch company see what comes in the future you know and getting more streamlined to who you are uh as, a, as we a have watch. more tourbillons coming do you We're really a phase, two, a phase two and a phase three yeah so very cool will it be the same shape or will it be different the phase two is very 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 similar to the phase one the phase three is completely different more kind of classic with a very unique uh case that i prototyped out a couple of years ago that i just never made so it's perfect for the tourbillon i'm really excited about the phase three and are you are you in just yourself? Are you the whole um, design team, or do you have a couple other people that help you that come to you with ideas, or is, are these all birthed from your mind? Uh, I'm ninety five percent of the design team. Okay, actually, my dad still gives input anytime I make a watch. He's like, I don't like it. I like it, Elon. Move <laughs> forward with it. You got to change this, and I'm like, oh man, I cannot change that. It's we got market feedback. This is what we got a thousand of those parts in. We can't change that. Yeah, (laughs) those are getting made. But uh, if you don't know what a tourbillon is, go look it up. Uh, It's pointless, but it's awesome. I mean, really, it's pointless, but it's so cool to watch and to see. What you you said something earlier about. You, you liking mechanical watches and I have several over here that um, are just awesome, but I agree with you. And, but my thing with watches is as you turn that on a mechanical watch, you can feel it tightening. You can feel it winding up. You can feel all the gears and everything that is just, to me, it's, it's fascinating. I've taken some watches apart. I just play around with them. I've tried to fix them. I have been able to, but I'm very novice at it. I've been doing at this for just like two years, very new. But to look at the technology that went into these watches and then to wind it and then, and then see it work at such a precise level is just the most, it really is the most beautiful piece of art, I think, out there. I mean, that is a beautiful, so. beautiful thing. And so... I'm so glad for Eggard Watch Company and for all that you're doing for our men and women, all that you're putting out there. I, I would highly recommend anybody to go and resource his videos, share his videos, subscribe to his channel because um, you're not seeing companies out there taking a stand. Uh, you are. You, let me rephrase that. There are companies out there taking a stand, but not in this industry. Um, and, and speaking of companies taking a stand, that's sometimes that's geographically you you were in california i want to get this mm-hmm. because I'll, I'll get off here and forget what i was going to ask but you were in california now you're in florida why a uh, bunch of reasons i mean again obviously there's a different climate out there uh in terms of all right if you were there would you vote for larry elder that's what i want to know <laughs> yeah i'd vote for larry elder i like larry elder i've liked larry elder for years it's weird to me that larry elder is only getting attention now Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's quite brilliant. I mean, he's one of the people who kind of, in terms of all of these things, I'm, he's been around for forever. And uh, he's always just been such a well-spoken guy. 
And in terms of his positions on things, he has a way of explaining it. Whether it was support of police, whether it was when he talks about the issues in his own community, in the black community, which, you know, is something very hard for people School to talk about. School choice is huge for him right now. School choice is mm-hmm. huge with him. Yeah. I mean, he's always talked about it. I mean, it's, it's so interesting. It's, his views on things are just very clear, concise. He cares. But I mean, again, there's a whole smear campaign against him. It's shocking the kind of stuff that comes out in the media. Yeah. I feel like we have state-run media nowadays. So, oh, you do most definitely. Uh, and you know, when you, if you want to run a smear complaint campaign, it's it, it's really easy because we all have something, you know. And I don't mm-hmm. I don't know where we got off thinking that politicians were supposed to be the salt of the earth, or they're supposed to be perfect, or they're supposed to be something that we look up to, you know. Um, but that's mm-hmm. how they're supposed to be packaged. And even when uh, President Trump got elected. I, there's a lot of things that I didn't like about him as a person. Um, yeah. There's some things that I might disagree with him politically, but people were trying, even even Christians. I mean, let's be honest. Um, Christians were saying, well, he shouldn't be the president because of who he married or because of this or because of his past life or because he said this one time or because he, he used to be pro-abortion, all these things. And it's like, were you, were you really looking for somebody to be like a preacher? You know, were you looking yeah, for who, what for, you're looking for in a president? Right. I'm like, you're you're not going to get that. You can you can get somebody that says that they believe in God, fear God and are trying to follow God. I think that's the best you'll usually get is somebody says God is my moral compass. That's usually what and if you get that and they actually seem to act on it and there's evidence of them trying to act on it. That's the closest we have of getting somebody that is going to try to maintain the status quo of our constitution and not try to change well, I'll, it. I'll even go i'll even go one step beyond that and say if you have a choice between a person who is willing to look at a president who is willing to look at you as an individual versus as a group identity and play identity politics mm-hmm. then fundamentally that ideology which sees you as an uh, individual is closer to god by nature because you cannot be close to god if you're just some group that is judged by the color of their skin. Right. Like we see now that is judged by their religion. That is judged by whatever that judgment is. I feel like, uh, you know what I mean? And, and that's, we have a lot of that nowadays. We have heavy duty identity politics being pushed sadly, primarily from the mainstream left nowadays, not from the mainstream, right. And Trump, in my opinion, at least was willing to look at people and say, no, I see you as a person, as a human being. Well, absolutely. And like, you know, President Trump had a lot of problems and, and, uh, this, this, and, but he kept, it, he kept <laughs> what he ran on. He kept to it, you yes. know, he kept to I it. And, and I think that he was trying to, to, uh, make us even more free in the sense of some restrictions that were being imposed on us. And now we Big see time. that being reversed a whole lot. And, and so, okay. Hey, listen, there's, there's, uh, something that I want to run past you. Um, one is going to be nine 11 coming up. And mm-hmm. I want to know where, where people were. And we actually sent out uh, on the last show, we, have, we sent out a message to people for them to write in. They're going to be writing in and just sending an email of where they were, what they were doing, their thoughts that day, what they went through. Share, share with us if you remember where you were, um, what was going on in your life at that time when that happened? All right. And yes, that is exactly where we chose to stop the interview. <laughs> And uh, now, now you have to come back. So here's the thing. This Saturday, 
which is 9-11, we're going to release a special episode where we're going to go through everybody's stories that have come in. There may be a few. There may be a lot. We'll go through them all. We'll read them and just have a time of remembrance and be thinking about those families that were so uh, hurt during that time and and memorializing their stories um, by our remembrance. And also Elon's story is going to be in there of where he was. And so come back for that. Now, there's more to this interview. Trista, like you heard, we went all over the place. Yes. In that interview, we you, were. You hit it all. <laughs> we were bouncing all over the place. And if you think that was all over the place, come back next Monday <laughs> because there's going to even be more of all over the place. <laughs> but man, he was a great uh, guest. He really was awesome. And we just we get into more next Monday. And I'll be honest, again, there's politics in there and all this stuff, but it's I think it's in an encouraging way um, to know that there's, man, there's companies out there that are taking a stand. We can take stand individually, but it's nice to know that there's companies taking a stand. So that comes next Monday. All right. So Saturday, you're, you'll see an episode. And then Monday, you'll see an episode. That's the plan. Okay. All right. Now, one last announcement that's very exciting. Elon Shrulovich has graciously offered one of his watches to be given away by explicitly us to one of our active military persons. Now, this is going to be somebody who is currently in any one of our, I think, what, six branches of military. And so we want to give away a watch. Elon is graciously giving us that watch to do that. So excited about that. Don't know which watch it is yet. We're letting him decide. But here's how you're going to enter to win. You're going to send an email to explicitlyus at gmail.com. Okay. Now, in that email, it has to be from the military's account. You cannot send an email on behalf of a military person. We want our listeners to benefit from this. So if you're in the military and you are listening to our podcast, email us again, explicitly us at gmail.com from your personal email account. Put your name in there, put your rank, put how many years you've been in the military, also the branch you're serving in. And we will draw on Monday. We will draw a name out and that person will win a beautiful, I guarantee you, whatever it is, it's going to be a beautiful watch. So the question is, are you going to be there, Trista? I will be there. You promise you're going to listen? (laughs) Yes. I mean, because you weren't a part of the interview interview because you were so busy. So I had to do that one on my own. You did a great job, though. Well, thanks. And thanks for participating a little bit that you did. But you, you had the week off. Thanks. Yeah, we'll get you on Saturday. All right. All right, we'll see you then. Love you. Love you. Thank you for joining us on the Explicitly Us podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do. You'll be the first to listen to our show when it's released every Monday. See you next time on Explicitly Us.